0: What is AI? And by this I mean two things. First, what do the words artificial and intelligence actually mean? And second, how are the words artificial intelligence being used today? Welcome to part two of this two-part Timotheus Academy content. In part one, we already answered what the words artificial and intelligence actually mean. Here in part two, we will ask and answer the question of how the words artificial intelligence are being used today. Welcome to Timotheus Academy. I am the instructor for Timotheus Academy, Timothy Brown. Now, let's get back to the topic at hand. What is artificial intelligence? How are the words artificial intelligence being used today? In part one, we considered an artificial plastic pink flamingo. What an artificial plastic pink flamingo is, is determined by something outside that flamingo. There is nothing within an artificial plastic pink flamingo that makes it be what it is. No part of the artificial plastic pink flamingo, no component of the artificial plastic pink flamingo makes it be what it is. What it is, instead, is imposed on it from outside of it. But this is not the case with a natural pink flamingo, which again is a rather awkward way of describing a real animal we call a flamingo that happens to be pink. What the natural pink flamingo is does come from within the natural pink flamingo. There is something within a natural pink flamingo making it be what it is. Having then defined the meaning of artificial, we leave it for the moment, and we turn again to intelligence. What is intelligence? Thomas Aquinas describes it not as a thing at all, but as an act. Aquinas states in his Summa theologia, this word intelligence properly signifies the intellect's very act, which is to understand. In Book 1, Question 9, Article 10. And again, that quote comes from newadvent.org which contains not only the Summa theologia but many medieval documents that have been digitized. But here in the second part of this content, we will look at how the words artificial intelligence are being used today. Now, this could be potentially confusing, so stay with me here. But we are looking at at least three different meanings of the words artificial intelligence. First, artificial intelligence could refer to something intelligent being so with great effort. Second, artificial intelligence could refer to intelligence that is found in something that is itself artificially occurring. These will be mentioned merely as conceivable meanings of artificial intelligence, though I don't think these are the way that the words artificial intelligence are being used today. However, third... Artificial intelligence could refer to intelligence that does not occur in nature and is thus produced by the efforts of man. I believe this is how artificial intelligence is being used today, even though this understanding has many problems and we'll discuss it. Let's look at these three meanings of artificial intelligence here in part two of this Timotheus Academy content. Regarding the first understanding of artificial intelligence we referred to previously, artificial intelligence could refer to something intelligent being so, with great effort. Someone might be described as a natural. He is a natural this, she is a natural that. They are almost born with an ability or acquire an ability with little effort. The opposite would be that someone is an artificial something. They may not only not have been born with an ability, but try as they might, they cannot learn something or develop a skill, or even if they can, it requires a lot of effort to do so. Like the movie The Natural with Robert Redford. Some of you are familiar with the film. In the film, Redford's ability seems to have come naturally. His character's ability to play baseball seems to have come naturally to him, and thus the name of the film is The Natural. What about intelligence? Yes, natural intelligence perhaps could refer to someone being intelligent and not have acquired it with as much effort as perhaps others have to expend to acquire it. And perhaps then artificial intelligence could refer to something intelligent being so with great effort but this would be using words in a very different way than we previously defined them. Yes, there are different meanings of the word natural, but we are here concerned with a very specific one. We are not concerned with any and every definition of natural or any and every definition of artificial, but specific ones that are correct, correct definitions as we saw previously. Understanding natural and artificial to mean what they might mean in this example would be a very different understanding than what we understood previously, and it would also be very different than how the words are normally used today. I don't know anyone who uses the word natural and artificial in this way when referring to artificial intelligence. While natural intelligence could perhaps refer to something being intelligent without acquiring it, with perhaps as much effort as others expend to require it. And while artificial intelligence perhaps could refer to something being intelligent with a great amount of effort, this isn't really how it seems to be used today. And in fact, it would be very odd to find that people are using the words in this way. So we can probably eliminate this as something to be considered further. But regarding the second understanding that we referenced previously, artificial intelligence could refer to intelligence that is found in something that is itself artificially occurring. This isn't so much speaking of the naturality or artificiality of the intelligence, but speaking of the naturality or artificiality of the thing in which the intelligence is found. The question here is, is the thing in which the intelligence is found itself natural or artificial? According to this understanding, if somehow one could put intelligence into a pink flamingo, that flamingo would be a natural intelligence because the flamingo itself is naturally occurring. If somehow one could put intelligence into a plastic pink flamingo, that flamingo would be an artificial intelligence because the flamingo itself is artificially occurring or is artificial. This understanding would adopt the previous definitions that I described as being correct. This would be using words in the way we correctly defined them previously. It would be making use of the meaning of natural we previously discussed. It would be making use of the meaning of artificial that we previously discussed. It would simply be using them to describe the thing that is intelligent and not using them to describe the intelligence that something has. So this usage would adopt the previous definitions. And that's a very good thing. The previous definitions were established for a reason. However, even though it uses the definitions given earlier, it uses them in a way that is in fact impossible. Remember that it was said previously that something artificial, like a plastic pink flamingo, lacks any intrinsic principle making it be what it is, which is why it is artificial. If you don't remember this, please go back and refresh this in your mind, as it is very important. Well, in the understanding we are looking at here, if somehow one could put intelligence into a plastic pink flamingo, that flamingo would be an artificial intelligence, because the flamingo itself is artificial. This, however, would be a significant contradiction. Why is that the case? It's because intelligence is an act, specifically an act of an intrinsic principle, and according to the definition of artificial itself, there is no intrinsic principle for something artificial. So saying that something that lacks an intrinsic principle, making it be what it is, has a power of an intrinsic principle, is a significant contradiction. Just like it is definitionally impossible for a bachelor to be married. And it is definitionally impossible for something that is square To also be circular. It is definitionally impossible for something artificial to be intelligent. If somehow one could put intelligence into a plastic pink flamingo, that flamingo would not be an artificial intelligence, it would simply become a natural pink flamingo. Just like if one was able to make a bachelor be married, they would simply produce a married man and not a married bachelor. And if one was able to make a square be circular, they would simply produce a circle, not a circular square. Obviously, this is a huge problem for this understanding in that to make something artificial be intelligent would require making it simply be natural. This is not possible for man to do. It is possible for God to do, and it is what God did when he created Adam and Eve. God took the dust of the ground, which is artificial, because dust lacks an intrinsic principle, and infused into the dust an intrinsic principle for a human, a human soul, producing something natural, a human being, whose name was Adam. God took Adam's rib, something artificial once removed, lacking an intrinsic principle, and infused into it an intrinsic principle for a human, her human soul, making something natural, a human being, Named Eve. And so what we find is that the Word of God, written over 4,000 years ago by the Lord's instrument, Moses, has a true description of a matter which is able to inform us of something even today that we had not anticipated. Returning to what we were discussing previously, we can know too from this that human life begins at conception. For regardless of whether the male and female gamete have an intrinsic principle, They certainly don't have an intrinsic principle that is a human soul. Once conception occurs, the human soul is present in the zygote. For immediately, the soul drives the zygote toward composition, showing us clearly that very much apart from the genetic information, there is now present an intrinsic principle which is driving the composition. Once, too, the human soul departs the body at death, the opposite occurs decomposition sets in because that intrinsic principle is no longer driving composition, so much so that Aristotle claims what remains after death is not a body at all, but a corpse. All of this is very much confirmation of what we are discussing here and very important to understand. Returning, though, to what we were originally discussing, man cannot simply take something that is artificial and make it intelligent so that artificial intelligence means intelligence that is found in something that is itself artificially occurring. And so it would seem straightforward to say that while this understanding of artificial intelligence can at least make use of the definitions of the words as we previously defined them, which of course is a good thing, it runs into all the problems we have just described and perhaps even more. And it does not seem that anyone is really using the words in this way anyway. But what about the third understanding of artificial intelligence that was referenced previously? Third, perhaps another understanding, is that artificial intelligence could refer to intelligence that does not occur in nature and is thus produced by the efforts of man. Here, the intelligence itself is artificial, regardless of what it may be found in. This seems to be exactly how artificial intelligence is being used today, and it is an understanding that is so problematic. I will spend a good deal of time on it here in the remainder of this content. We can speak of natural rubber or natural stone or natural sugar, for rubber, stone, and sugar occur naturally in nature, and are not produced by the efforts of man. But there is artificial rubber, and artificial engineered stone, and artificial sugar. It is important to distinguish between these, that is, between the natural and the artificial. The natural occur naturally in nature. The artificial must be produced by man because they do not occur naturally in nature. Yes, natural intelligence perhaps could then refer to intelligence that occurs in nature and not produced by the efforts of man. But this is not consistent with the previous definition we gave of natural. Again, one might say, well, there are different possible meanings of the word natural, and they would be correct, but there is a reason we define natural and artificial in the way we did previously. Notably, because these definitions were correct, and were the correct definitions to understand the matter we are dealing with here. They gave us the information we need to adjudicate regarding this matter. But we seem to generally understand that natural rubber or stone or sugar are called natural because they do occur in nature. They don't have to be created by man, as they are produced by a process that does not involve man. They are naturally occurring, but understanding intelligence in this way is problematic. One problem is that it seems to be a circular definition. The word being defined, natural, is simply derived from a word in the definition. Occurring in nature is in the definition of the word natural, but natural is being derived from nature. But the problem is when we define natural by using the word natural, Nature. The definition seems to be circular. A second problem is the difference between intelligence and rubber, stone, and sugar. There isn't much controversy about the fact that rubber, stone, and sugar can be synthetic. But the entire question about AI is whether man can synthesize intelligence. Intelligence isn't like rubber, stone, and sugar, it is qualitatively different. Can intelligence be man-made? That really is the entire debate, isn't it? But to call intelligence by the modifier artificial is to call it man-made according to this understanding. If then the understanding of artificial being discussed here is simply assumed, this is a problem because it hasn't been resolved. It is similar to speaking of the world's best donut before the judges have decided what the best donut is. Or to say that a baseball team is the league champion before the league championship is ever played. That would be unusual. But to understand artificial in the way that it's being understood here is to act as if the question about intelligence is settled when one says artificial intelligence, when the question hasn't been settled. That's a problem. A third problem is that the difference between artificial and natural, as they're being described here in this understanding, seems to not be a difference about something itself, but about only its source. One might juxtapose a natural disaster from a man-made disaster, or natural death from a death caused by man. Yes, all disasters and death are horrible things. But while we understand the meaning What is different about natural and man-made in these? And when they occur in nature, as opposed to being caused by man, what is different? What is different about a disaster or death that occurs in nature versus being man-made? Is it just the source? Is it only the cause? Or is there something about the disaster that's different or the death that is different? And we can classify differences in Disasters, but these are all disasters. We can classify differences in death, but these are all deaths. And so calling these, or calling similar things natural or artificial, doesn't seem to be saying anything about disasters themselves or death itself, just about the source or just about the cause. Yes, they're all horrible things, but natural and artificial doesn't seem to be getting at that. How then does this apply to intelligence? That's a good question. Ultimately, though, there is a more significant fourth problem. This understanding runs into the issue of contradiction. As we found previously, intelligence is the act to understand, the act of the chief power of the soul in man. Man cannot make the soul of man. Man cannot make the chief power, that is, the intellect. Man cannot make intelligence, that is, the act of the chief power to understand. This means artificial intelligence, as understood according to this third way, is impossible. Man cannot make an intellectual soul and place it in a natural thing, like a natural flamingo. Man cannot make an intellectual soul and place it in an artificial thing, like a plastic pink flamingo. It is simply impossible for man to do this. The impossibility we discussed previously was the impossibility for man to make something that is artificial become intelligent. This impossibility for man is the impossibility for man to make intelligence itself, or to synthesize intelligence. Because of this impossibility, the phrase man-made intelligence is a contradiction. Because of this impossibility, the phrase artificial intelligence is a contradiction. Regardless of these four problems, these very significant problems for this understanding, it seems this understanding is exactly how the words are being used today. Today, when people speak of artificial intelligence, they seem to mean that things have an intelligence that is man-made and they're calling that artificial. Televisions, coffee makers, autonomous vacuum cleaners, people speak of them having an intelligence, specifically an artificial intelligence. And by this they mean an intelligence not occurring naturally in nature or an intelligence that is man-made. Now regarding this matter, this usage has all the problems we discussed previously, which means the entire enterprise of artificial intelligence as it is being discussed today, as it is being understood and described today, is impossible. And so we can expect all sorts of confusion about the matter today, which seems to be what we are finding when we see the marketing campaigns about artificial intelligence. So then, we have reached the end of part two of this two-part Timotheus Academy content. So then, where do we go from here? That's a good question. Might I suggest that what we see today that is being called artificial intelligence is nothing of the sort? We have all the confusion as a society I previously mentioned. We need to instead abandon the description, artificial intelligence, and instead discuss virtual intelligence. Again, virtual intelligence. Something virtual is a kind of approximation of something else, or maybe even, if you will, an impersonation of something else. When we speak of virtual reality, we understand that VR is an approximation of what one experiences from actual reality. We understand that VR is, again, if you will, an impersonation of a kind of actual reality. We do not speak of artificial reality. We do not claim that there is such a thing as an actual reality that is man-made. If we were to do this, it would be significantly problematic. Yes, it is the case that reality and intelligence encompass different things but it is still the case that it simply doesn't work to call either man-made or call either artificial, with artificial simply meaning man-made. When though we speak of virtual intelligence, we might mean that something that merely approximates actual intelligence is there. We mean that something that merely, if you will, impersonates actual intelligence, but certainly not something that should be thought of to be actual intelligence. Whether through software alone, like a website, or through hardware and software together, like an Android, an approximation of actual intelligence can be presented. If you will, an impersonation of actual intelligence can be presented. And we might look upon these and say, these do seem to be remarkable approximations. We might look upon these and say, these are almost, again, if you will, impersonations of actual intelligence. But we should never look at these and say, they are actually intelligent. I hope this content has been very helpful to you. Please be sure to check out part one of this content if you haven't already. And please be sure to visit TimotheusAcademy.com for links to more content. There is a place you can there directly sign up for the Timotheus Academy email circle. But please consider sharing this content widely in your own personal network. And as always, I hope to see you again soon at Timotheus Academy.